I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. You're listening to Tita Talks, a podcast dedicated to usapang K-drama, Pinoy teleserye, and anything and everything Tita-related. Powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Now, here's your Tita, Tita Marian. Hey there, welcome to Tita Talks. Oh my gosh, super exciting yung episode natin for today. And I can't believe na nakip ko to as a secret from you guys. Kasi last year pa siya actually na-record. And I have not one, but two special guests with me for this episode. So the first guest is my new found friend that has worked with many interesting people in the showbiz world. And you probably remember her from a previous episode that we had, which is the K-drama versus the Pinoy teleserie episode. I'm talking about Ate Lady. So she will be joining me in this episode again and we'll be talking about what she does and the people she got to work with. Alamin natin yan in just a bit. Now the other guest's name is Daniel Choi. He's an action director and actor with the Seoul Action School. Unahan ko na kayo ah, para hindi na kayo mahirapan sa paghanap sa IG niya. It's Daniel at Daniel Classic K. Choi. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, together we talk about Daniel's experience as a stunt actor and director at kung sino pang iba pang opa na nakatrabaho niya. O siya, simulan na natin yung episode. Welcome back to the show, Ate Lady! <laughs> It's nice to have you back again. How are you? I think yung how are you is the one million question right now. Sabi nga ni Tito Boy, di ba? Parang yeah. it's the most important question with all the things that's happening right now. How are you, Ate Lady? Well, I'm with uh, what with what's going on in the Philippines. I'm okay, but my heart, it, you know, mm-hmm. is uh, sad right now because of what's happening with uh, yeah. our kababa. I mean, the Right. The one with the typhoons. Yeah. So for those, yeah, for those that are listening, this is actually pre-recorded. We recorded this um, a couple of days after Ulysses hit the Philippines. So, medyo masakit pa yung mga kalooban after watching the videos, the tweets. Ang sakit sa puso. <laughs> But um, hopefully by the time as we upload this episode, everything will be better. Everyone is doing better. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, Ate Lady, previously we had you and Noah for an episode where we talk about what we thought as the difference between K-drama and Pinoy Teleserie. And actually, 
to be honest, I got a lot of feedback on that episode. Surprisingly, pati yung mga friends ko that I didn't know that were listening to my podcast reach out just to say na nagustuhan nila yung episode and they even shared their own like um, thoughts about it. So thank you, thank you so much, Ate Lady. We're so glad that you know there are uh, we were able to to uh, hit the uh, curiosity of the few. <laughs> thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, actually, um, people, yung mga tao na sa Twitter that reached out to me, they were saying that they enjoyed the episode because they weren't not aware of what's going on behind the scene. Kasi nga, most of us, most of my listeners, we only see what's the outcome. So we never really know, kumbaga, what's going on behind the scenes, yung mga struggles ng mga filmmakers. So, thank you. <laughs> so we're doing a level I got the new followers. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because people were asking me. I actually had to ask both of you, both you and Noah, for your permission if I can um, inform them. Actually, I don't know kung na-inform ko sila on Twitter, but definitely on Instagram, I was able to tag you both. So, I guess, doon na nag-spread yung word. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah. I actually was worried because I, I thought that people would be like, um, baka kasi kinakabahan ako na baka kung ano mangyari sa trabaho nyo. But fortunately, everything's okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, Ate Lady, we're doing a level up of that episode that we had with Noah. So in today's episode, we are taking it a step further by... Asking someone who is really involved in the Korean entertainment industry. So, if you do the honors, please kindly do the honors at the lady of introducing our guest. Ayon. Hi, everyone. I am very honored, honored to introduce someone who is an awesome person. He's a, a game changer and um, he's single, by the way, ladies. <laughs> Uh, he's, um, oh, we're go. That's why we're also going to release some snippets of this conversation, just in case for the listeners who are interested to know about our guest. You can check my Facebook. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Ate Lady. He's a multi-talented guy and an ace of a Seoul Action School. He's a very great friend. He's a Filipino by heart. <laughs> <laughs> but he's Korean and American. Um, ladies and gentlemen, my single brother, Daniel Choi. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Thank Say you. hello. <laughs> hello. Can you do a, just a quick um, Korean greeting for all of the listeners and future people that will be checking my Facebook. I definitely think people would be checking my Facebook now because of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So can you please do a, just a quick Korean greeting for everyone? Um, 안녕하세요. 저희 이름은 최광은이고요. 어, 저는 액션 스쿨 출신이고 그리고 지금 현재는 한국에서 지금 스턴트하면서 어, 그렇게 살고 있습니다. 예. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I, I got a little bit of it. At the lady. Oh. 
Now that you mentioned about your soul Hi. action school, we'll talk about a little bit about your work. Okay, because um, I think we had already talked about this when we had that previous meeting with Ate Lady. But for those that are listening, you mentioned Ate Lady mentioned as well that you work with the soul action school. So for those that are not aware of it, especially the Filipino listeners, because we don't have that. In the Philippines, can you give us a brief, brief background or just a short description of what it is? What Soul Action School is? Right. Yeah. So, um, just like a quick breakdown of Soul Action School, uh, it is kind of a misleading name as a company because mm-hmm. we're actually a stunt action team, and you know okay. we design and we do the stunts. Um, Soul Action School was actually. Pretty much founded by like the first generation stuntmen of South Korea, and then obviously we got like a big, uh, famous. You know, um, how do I say it? We're like the brand name of action mm-hmm. teams um, because. Is there any other action school in Korea right now? So there isn't a actual team or company that trains and you know um, keeps producing stuntmen like us. Obviously, mm, okay. You know, um, but the scale I would say is a bit different, uh, because we have around right now I would say like sixty to seventy members. Ooh. Um, but you know the rest of the teams, I, I would say their max count of numbers would be like fifteen, like something. Oh, like that. okay. So, so you are like the bigger stuff. company. Yeah, well, like, I don't want to say it like this, but we're <laughs> okay. Of like the stunt world in, in Korea, so okay, yeah. And how long has it been since it was founded? Like this Seoul Action School? Um, 1998. Ooh, okay. So that's wait. I'm doing a quick math. Twenty-two. <laughs> 22 right? Yeah, around okay. there. Okay. <laughs> and okay. actually, the cool thing about Seoul Action School is um. We got really famous. Uh, obviously, we do good stunts and everything. But mm-hmm. um, one of our top directors, and technically, he is one of the founders of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like he's a celebrity. So he he is like if I have to put it in this way, he's like the Jackie Chan of Korea. Oh, uh, okay. I say that with respect. Um, yeah, because he was like the stunt guy, like the stunt man that uh, actually developed into becoming a leading actor in like a film. And do yeah. we know him? Um, Jung Do Hong, director Jung Do Hong. Um, okay. He did a lot of like the you know classic action films in Korea. Um, if you watched like Jakpe, which is like City of Violence, um, that's a really good action movie. Um, yeah, and he's done a lot, and he obviously like comes out of you know other dramas or movies mm-hmm. like randomly here and there, or even variety shows. Recently, he's been doing a lot. Of- Sorry, maybe, at the lady. Yes. Maybe, uh, maybe 
if you will, if you were to mention, if you are to mention the GI Joe thing, Daniel, maybe they'll get familiar with Jun Jung Do Hong. Oh yeah. Um. Jung Dong 감독님, the director, he was actually the main stunt double during the GI Joe, uh, for Lee Byung Hun, uh, if you know Mr. Sunshine. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Sunshine. The Mr. Sunshine. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. So he's like, is he the director right now of Seoul International? Oh, sorry, Seoul Action School. Um. So he is a director. He. Mm -hmm. He's just. The he's, guy. Like, he's the top guy in our company. Oh, okay. He's the boss. Like, um, if you ever see him come into our building, you mm -hmm. like everyone could be super busy doing something, and as soon as he walks through the door, everybody he's stops, the and then they're just like, okay. bow, immediately. Bow. <laughs> he's the big guy. So for Soul Action School, you produce the best stunt men and women, right? Right. Okay. Do you also like train like actors to do action scenes? Do you offer something like that as well? Yes. So um, we actually, you know, actually one of the biggest things, and this is actually not even me like, you know, um, how do I say it? Exaggerating. Mm. Uh, so action school, one of the coolest things about it is we love teaching. Like we, I've never seen really like a company that's been mm -hmm. so open arms to literally anyone. Like, um, you know, we even have like, you know, a couple people here and there, like um, they'll come and then they'll be like, hey, I want to like register and like, you know, learn. Mm -hmm. Obviously we have like very busy schedules, so we can't do like one-on-one -on -one tutoring, but you know, we'll always try to be like, hey, we have our next, um, you know, incoming cadets, you know, the trainees, mm -hmm. uh, you can train with them and we'll mm -hmm. like help you get registered and stuff like that. Um, actors training, actors and actress training. Um, that is case by case because, you know, different productions will send different people. Um, or even if one of our action design, action directors, um, he's like designing the action. And then, you know, maybe we have to use an actor or actress to fulfill that part. Then, you know, he'll make the decision like, hey, I think we should train this person, you know, get in reach with their management mm -hmm. or whatever. And then they're on the you know, and I think that's how you met uh, Daniel at the lady, or correct me if I'm wrong, because they were helping yeah. us. Yeah, but the first time that we've met, uh, I went to Seoul Action School because I was um, talking to his other senior, his Bruce, and uh, we get connected in a certain project in Korea. And then Daniel and I met at um, Paju in Action School. So he's doing the training for the guys, I think. He was the one of the trainers. So there are around 30 people, Daniel, right? When we went there and, uh, and he was like um, training them. And uh, I was able to witness how difficult the training was. And wow. uh, I remember Daniel saying, I was like, oh, um, I mean, if you get lucky, you'll be in a you'll be part of a soul action school he said no we don't believe in luck <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay i can't imagine how you guys train these people when you say i i mean we don't believe in luck because so, right. you know. <laughs> yeah i think you mentioned uh, daniel before that you're lucky if you're i mean it's common for you guys to see people in wheelchair with crunches uh -huh. <laughs> 
So I'm actually um, curious, how did you get into action school? I mean, what started you there or what brought you there? Oh, okay. Because you mentioned um, that you grew up in uh, in the U.S., right? Right. So what brought you to Seoul Action School? Right. So if that question kind of does dwell into a, like, a long timeline, but if I have to make okay. it short, um, originally I came to Korea to actually study. So mm-hmm. I came to study in Korea University and all of a sudden, you know, I have no idea, like for my whole life, I didn't know this, but they were like, you have dual citizenship. So I was like, I'm born in the States. I don't have citizenship in Korea. And even when I was a kid, like I would go back mm-hmm. and forth and they never brought that up. But um, I went to this, the university with a scholarship and the problem happened with the scholarship. They were like, we're not going to give you the scholarship because you have dual citizenship. You, you were technically only given it because you're an international student and the scholarship is different for each student. Okay. Um, so then, you know, like my lawyer, one of my lawyers was like, hey, man, it's either you go back to the States and just you know, live your life there and do whatever you want. Or you can kind of like, you know, enjoy Korea. And then um, if we figure this out, then we can take it from there. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, he told me it was like a couple months. This guy was like, oh, yeah, it's going to take like four or five months. And I was like, all right, it took a year and a half. So, oh my God. yeah. And That's I don't so know. I just kept staying in Korea because I, I i mean, I did want to learn more about like, you know, my, you know, homeland country, mm-hmm. so whatever. But then um, eventually, like right when and I didn't know this, right when my dual citizenship was about to be approved and everything's all good. Um, I was planning on going back to the States because um, I'm like a business major. I switched from pre-med to business and I always wanted to work in like the film industry because, you know, there's like a huge section of business. It could be like chemical engineering or whatever. And um, yeah, and then I always wanted to do films. So I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to go like back home and then just start working on stunts somehow and then I'll figure it out. But okay. one of my youngs, um, you know, like my friends, older friends in Jeju, uh, we were having like a night out and we were just drinking. I was like, hey, man, I think I'm going to go back to the States. And he's like, why? And I was like, I, I want to go, you know, do stunts and I want to learn, you know, that type of stuff and that type of work. And he's like, dude, you could learn it in Korea for free. And I was like, for free. And <laughs> yeah, and he's like, there's Soul Action School. And then that's how, you know, I just registered and then, you know, did the procedure of you know, interview, test, and yada, yada, yada. Learning. So you've been, how long have you been with the Seoul Action School? Now I'm actually about to hit my fifth year. Fifth year? Yeah, after this year ends, it'll be my fifth year with them. Okay, so basically, for us that are not aware of what you do, so you mentioned about the training that you do for Seoul Action School, but aside from the um, stunts that you do for films and series, do you also offer teachings, right? You teach as well? Mm-hmm. Other people? Okay. And then aside from that, do you do any other like acting, like action acting, aside from the stunts? The well, actual acting. So acting wise, I guess Korea is kind of awesome in the aspect. Mm-hmm. Is that we are actually given sometimes more opportunity to act than you know some startup 
actors or actresses because mm -hmm. um, generally when we act, obviously it's going to be connected to like an action scene. Okay. Um, but now when it comes to dialogue and saying mm -hmm. a lot of lines, uh, generally like we're like that's where now Korea is a bit uh, different is they are very set on actors and actresses only with more of dialogue and then stuntmen and action actors are more with like you know their body physique wise mm -hmm. of acting uh so we don't get that many lines i mean we'll get like max two lines mm. okay um, but yeah so that's different with us at the lady right because most of us when it comes to action well before at least in the 90s when we had the actions like if you are in the action you're not just a stuntman you do acting as well is that right, right at the lady yeah, that's that's one reason we have like little lapid because they started like action. yeah i remember <laughs> i remember Stand that up. we also have directors who started as you know uh stunt doubles i mm -hmm. think um I don't want to name names. <laughs> I might be wrong, but I guess there's this one famous director that I think directs again. I will name him Nalang. I think okay. <laughs> Lamangan. I think he also, I mean, started Sorry. as a talent. Sorry, Adelaide, you got cut off. I, I only heard Lamangan. Yes, that's direct Joel Lamangan. I, oh, really? I think he okay. Started, I think he started out as, you know, um, stand. Double mm -hmm. or talent? Mm -hmm. they, they call it talent before. So I think uh, that's a good thing. Also, I think the advantage with Korea right now is, you know, I, I've as I've mentioned before, they're trying to send out um, a pre-visual. So the scenes are, I think, is um, anticipated. So when you go on the set, you'll not have a problem with how you're going to execute everything because you know mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of preparation happening so they know when to not put it on air or what i mean mm -hmm. you, you 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 are able to enhance everything before before the the, the play date so mm -hmm. unlike here na, we, we don't have the time okay and you both were um, from our previous discussion prior to this actual episode. You mentioned that Daniel was actually brought to the Philippines along with some of his um, teammates. Is that right? Because of a project that we were supposed to do in the Philippines related to action. Is that right? Yes. Can you maybe you can share just a little bit of about that supposed project? Um. Way back 2019, uh, Ding Dong, Dantes, and I are um, planning something about helping the stance community in the Philippines. So, I, you know, it's uh, it's just a random text. It's nothing big. So, was it? My signal, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Um, <laughs> in 2019, Dingdo and I were planning to help out the stand community here in the Philippines, like improving the way how um, stands uh, community will, you know, uh, upgrade their game. So, uh, 
I asked him, I asked Ding Dong in just you know a random text, uh, will you be interested to um, to be connected with someone in Korea to help us, like you know, mm-hmm. level up our game in terms of um, stunts? Because you know, growing up, I I really like action. I'm not the typical girl yeah. who loves drama or the I'm not into like romance or whatever. It's so, the 90s. It's the 90s, Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, maybe it's my personality. So I really want to like you know go back to the glory days of action. So mm-hmm. I was trying to you know recall everything like uh, the 90s. It's a uh, it's the era of um action, Philippine action. So yeah. the glory days of Philippine action. So uh, apparently, he, he said, okay, and he said, yeah, I think it's high time. He said, it's high time that, you know, we upgrade and, you know, mm-hmm. join the bandwagon of the action. And then there are uh, a lot of things that happened. Um, <laughs> namatay pa si Tito Eddie Garcia. Oh, so Eddie Garcia, yeah. Yeah, we had to push back. Pero the, the, the talks were going on, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually honestly I was frustrated that time because I was thinking that probably will not you know push through because of the condition of the mm-hmm. of the industry, and then luckily we were able to gather. Shempre, um, we have to ask for support from a lot of people, okay. and then actually we were able to gather support, naman, and then. Uh, five of them came here in the Philippines to train mm-hmm. the um, promising stunt stunt, pe- stunt people okay. in uh, um, in the TV, movie, and then uh, commercial na then uh, ano, industry. And then it was a uh, five uh, days na training. So I I am uh, pretty confident naman that. Uh, it has uh, changed the way of you know uh, yung thinking ng ano ng stance community here in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. They were able to you know to influence them. You have to step up. You have to level up with your game. Yeah. If you want to be like you know, because uh, right now I think the industry should think globally. Of course. Uh, yeah. We should limit ourselves in you know just making money here in the Philippines. Right, cuz cuz that's actually the one thing that we are we're facing right now cuz we have Netflix, we have YouTube, we have streaming sites where we can publish uh or upload or what do you call it? <laughs> Share. What's yeah. the right word for the for the Netflix stream? Stream, stream. the video, the uh, movies, yeah. right? Okay. So during that stay, so basically Daniel and his friend, uh, colleagues were able to share or teach um, our local stuntmen on like what actions on like stunts or sorry, I, I, I'm not so sure what was taught. Maybe you can share Daniel what was like, what was the uh, training that happened or something. <laughs> sorry, I'm just thinking if were you teaching them like how to punch or like the basic or is it karate right um so even our teaching system that we were aiming for 
was obviously that we wanted to make sure that they all had like a really strong backbone of you know even the way they do certain you know techniques so when we mean techniques it doesn't necessarily have to be like acrobatics or like you know like a specialty type of kick okay um it's just even basics of like you know making sure the right way to fall um cuz even in action school we practice falling every day you know like um and there is a technique to it it's not just oh yeah you know just cuz you're good at using your body you'll live how to you know after you fall down it's actually there's certain movements that we keep training because that will increase your you know whole body usage of when to fall right like create a uh, correct positioning mm-hmm. um and then this is our biggest prize that we wanted to share with them um but it is a hard thing especially me i know what it's like to learn it mm-hmm. is that we wanted to we wanted to teach them the korean style um so every country almost has their own type of like movement if you see mm-hmm. even like international like action films uh they're very all different you know as like if i had to just fast say it um the chinese obviously they use a lot of like um kung fu wing chun um their type of like traditional martial arts um then we have like usa usa is actually very good at you know like um special off type of feeling mm-hmm. um, you know special forces type of um action movement uh good at acrobatics and then i would say korea's biggest standpoint is making a fight look as most realistically most mm-hmm. violent most raw <laughs> like oh um God. that's their biggest strength that they try to you know the way we use our body like, the way we uh-huh. stuff for every so it is kind of weird oh. i don't want to say it like this but it is kind of teaching someone how to punch and move the way we do also okay yeah. well speaking of getting it real because as you mentioned korea's advantage or the good thing about korean action is that it we you try to keep it real right. so how real were the injuries that you were getting <laughs> like what's the craziest thing that ever happened to you while filming or doing stunts Well, so luckily, I actually never got like a huge high level of like um like an injury. You know, when I mean mm-hmm. like high level, you know, I didn't Luckily, I didn't break a bone. Um Okay. Oh, wait, actually I did. Oh, snap. I did break a bone. <laughs> But okay. You forgot about it. Is that yeah. that common? <laughs> But I so calm. from the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait. He broke his bone in the Philippines. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel, I I need to tell this story. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta sorry. tell the story. Oh my god, yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Oh my god. Um, we had this one week training with the Filipino stunt community, and so what is basic for the Korean guys is actually very hard for the Filipino stuntmen. Because so, we're not sanay. Hindi tayo sanay jan. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 are so sanai with the uh, the FPJ punch. Yeah. So they're trying to <laughs> like overcome it during the Okay. The so choreography wise, they're doing it really good. So um it's more natural and then mm-hmm. yung 1 2 3 4 5 na counting we need to forget it na. I mean, you yeah. Know. <laughs> 
I think that's third day of training and they're teaching the guys how to punch, like, you know, mm-hmm. how to punch in the manner of, you know, the uh, um, camera angle. So, okay. oh, yeah. this one guy was doing a multiple job. He's the translator. The okay. <laughs> is um translating for everyone because um mm-hmm. two guys from his from the Korean team doesn't really uh, speak um English I mean okay he can understand well but you know okay. the two guys can really speak and so somebody from the Filipino stunt guy punched Daniel on the face and uh, we didn't see it coming and so we were so yeah, <laughs> he's got a broken nose, and then oh my like, god, it hit the uh, his uh, previous injury on the was ankle. It in yeah, in his ankle, and then nose uh, and ankle. Well, so yeah. what happened? If I have to say it was so, this is why. Also, I mean, t- the trainings are very important. Is um obviously like our style of action is very wild and it has a lot Mm -hmm. of energy involved so if you don't keep the correct distances and Mm -hmm. you know rhythm with each other um and you don't have that control to understand that then you're gonna get close and then obviously if you're swinging it's gonna connect um Mm -hmm. how that happened with me was he was doing the fight choreography and i was like okay good 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 and i'm just doing it and then he stepped on my foot Okay. Yeah. Then I couldn't move, so I was like, like I remember I, I was like, okay, this is a reaction timing. But then he was really close, so I was like, well, I don't think he's gonna punch me. But then I realized he's stepping on my foot, so I can't back out if even if he does. So I was just like, oh, it got too real. And then just bam, and I was like, oh snap, that actually happened. And the oh worst thing is that, and the worst thing is that he's all injured and everything, and then his zombies the the senior guys they wanted him to stay he got a bleeding nose and then i was trying to like argue that hey we need to send this guy to the hospital and they were all like you know they're acting like very normal and i mean you know <laughs> it's parang, so parang hot sa natin. Wala, That's, i mean he needs to finish the oh job <laughs> I mean, what <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Yo, you guys know Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant always says, "Job's not finished, then it's not finished." You know. Oh my. Yeah. I guess they they were also so used to seeing blood, and then they, maybe they thought that it was like, oh, no, he can just walk it off, walk it off." Well, I'm not gonna lie. Like that's how much, um, even a broken nose to me isn't that bad. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Forgot about it. Yeah, I was just kind of like, yeah. Okay, so that was like the worst that happened to you broken nose but and it's like it's not that big deal for you yeah, actually, that's a comp- worst one oh actually yeah the most is it, it was actually recent um the there's worst- more there's like a level up <laughs> version of is that okay mention the series daniel huh is it okay to mention the series yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe we can just. Oh, okay. No, no, it's okay. It's broadcast and everything. He got injured in Gamil, the Nine yeah. Tail Fox. Oh, the Nine Tail Fox. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's very recent. Okay. Yeah. So, um, that one. What happened was, um, it's a wire scene, and it's where 
the main character he you know he we're like following him chasing him and then we're mm -hmm. trying to, we like circle him and mm -hmm. you know he's like super strong so then he starts like you know using his power to, like overcome us and bruce was actually the stunt double for that one um bruce was the stunt double and then um uh, bruce is from the soul action school as well bruce is our yeah. friend Okay, uh, okay. He doubles for Gong Yu in Goblin and then he doubles for Eden Wook in. He doubled for like every famous actor, like seriously. Um, but yeah, he, he th that scene was where he take like he grabs me and then he throws me and then I have like a wire attached to me. Mm -hmm. So then I go flying and then I like spin in the air and then I hit the floor. Um, and I've done that a lot. So, and, and I ride the wire a lot because I'm like one of the lighter guys and the smaller frame guys in my team. So, and actually the funny part was I was actually injured on my knee area and my ankle during that time, but they were like, it's okay, you know? And I was like, yeah, I've done this a lot. So, the, and then oh my actually there wasn't enough, uh, well, there wasn't a person that could have done that. Yeah, so I think that's why they used me too. But, um. Yeah, I went flying, and then the guy who was like, you know, pulling on the wire, mm -hmm. uh, he couldn't see that well because there was like a huge wall um, in between the set and where we, like, the wire team is like pulling it. Mm -hmm. And I guess he just like mistimed it and he just let go. And I landed on my head. And oh my God. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. So the craziest part about that was usually, like, if I do a stunt, like uh -huh. my biggest um go-to thing is always stand up as soon as you can after they call cut just mm -hmm. so that everyone knows you're okay oh um, okay yeah so then i remember when i landed on my head the first thought was why did i land on my head and then like i remember i was like okay well this kind of hurts i think and then i try standing up and then right away i just you know when you get like um like your nervous system kind of gets like messed up you like mm -hmm. walk out or even uh fighters they get like hit in the jaw they start like you know getting all like kind of paralyzed that kind of happened to me yeah <laughs> and then um obviously you know everybody was like yo, yo yo there's something wrong and then the um action director came and he's like helping me out he's like hey breathe you okay and then they're like checking my you know like movements on my fingers if i can move it and the best part of the story, though, is so if you watch Kumio, um, mm -hmm. the actress, Choboa. Choboa, yeah. Yeah. She, so the funny part was so like, I'm, I'm like having a hard time breathing. So I'm like trying to breathe and breathe. And I'm just like checking myself like, okay, I'm, I can move. It's nothing that bad. I'm not paralyzed. And like someone, it, it was really hot that day. And someone just with an ice pack keeps like rubbing me here on my chest and like keeps oh. like patting me. And he's like, are you okay? And I thought it was like a female staff. Oh. So I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. And I, and I can't, like, I, I couldn't open my eyes because I'm just like focusing on breathing. And for like 30 minutes, like the same thing. And then eventually the action director, he's like, hey, you feeling better? And I'm like, uh, kind of, I can breathe now, but I can't move. And he's like, well, you're super lucky. And I was like, what? And then I opened my eyes and I looked to my left and she's right there. And she was the- Chobo. Yeah, Chobo was the one that was taking care of me oh. for like 30, 40 minutes. I don't even know. And oh my gosh, wow. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, like as an actress and like as a celebrity, um, yeah. you know, like there's like accidents happen on set, but I've never seen an actor or actress like 
in person try to take care of it you know like generally you know they'll be like hey get like ambulance or you know yeah do that stuff but they won't in person come and just you know she was like treating me i was like what the heck it was really crazy yeah wow being yeah, said i want to be in action school <laughs> so like, you can you get know, to yeah, interact with actors yeah and no just one person I want to be oh. involved in a Kong Yu movie or series, and then I will make sure that I'll get an injury in front of Kong Yu, and you will be <laughs> How we how we wish, Ate. How we wish, Ate Lady, oh. that we can do that. <laughs> I'll be willing to Daniel be strapped in wires and flying all. <laughs> Daniel is telling him about Kong Yu. You know, oh, you know yeah. crazy I am. I mean, just one guy, you know. Just one guy. Well, you've been doing action for five years now, right? Uh, you've been interacting with um, actors, I would assume. I mean, this would not be your first interaction with an, an actor or an actress. Do you right. still go like fanboy on them? Like if you see them on set, do you still like do that? You know, like a Whoa. normal fanboy. Actually, wait, 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 wait. Let Let me answer that. The okay, crazy, right. the crazy part is that I hate him. Like you know, uh, he's with his famous guys, but he doesn't care. <laughs> That's what I hate about Daniel. He, he's probably he used to it. Right. I well, about, hey, you did it the one, right? Yeah, we did it. And with Park So Jun. Well, okay. <laughs> he was like going so, crazy, and he was like, you know, he was just acting normal. He was like. Oh okay, God. too, too, too much hormones. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're both going gaga and you're not doing... I mean, yeah. it's normal to you. But well, we're like crazy about it. Um, to even talk about that, like, I don't really know Korean celebrities that well. Even though I'm like... I'm Because I've lived my whole life in America. And, oh, right, uh, right. But then there's actually a good side to that. So, um, you know, like... It's understandable. You, know, you could get like um, fangirl or fanboy over your favorite, you know, celebrity, mm. um, whatever it is. And I, 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 I'm pretty sure throughout the whole world, like all stuntmen and stunt women have gone through that. Um, like if I was working in Hollywood and I saw Dwayne Johnson, I'd probably kind of get that. But um, now the plus side for me not knowing celebrities is a lot of times we have to beat them up. <laughs> like, oh. like actually hit them with like an object or a weapon, you know, because in action scenes, you know, they're not always winning. Um, okay, right, right. Yeah, and that's why I'm very handy in this part. And my team knows that because um, they'll just put me up with like any famous, super famous person. I'm just like, hi. And then they're like, yeah, um, you're the guy that's going to beat me up. And I'm like, yeah. And now the reason why it's actually very important to even know how to beat someone up like um, on camera is that you have to touch them like literally make impact when you hit them but you can't oh, really okay yeah because like we are that close to realism <laughs> but oh um obviously like kicks and stuff we don't do that we just you know in front angle you know cover mm -hmm. that but mm -hmm. um now when we have to especially hit them with weapons it shows very well if the, especially if you're getting tighter or even if you're getting looser on angle um if someone is like you know, half beating them up because they're scared to hit the person. It looks really right. weak. It, it really does. But like, you got a guy like right. me who's just like, all right, I'm, I'm I'm here to beat this guy up, and I'm just like swinging away full force, and I don't care. But um, 
Even yeah. as like actors, stuntmen, we all actually have kind of like a rule that we kind of have. That's like an unspoken rule is let's just get it down in the first take. So, oh. you know, even if yeah. the actor like has to like, Steak. I don't know, hit me really hard with something. We always tell each other, like even they, they understand too. It's just hit me hard one time and let's get it over with. Because if yeah. you don't make it look good and then we have to keep doing it again and again. That's it's actually gonna be fa- painful. Yeah, and, and more painful. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, um, that's actually you know not. A, it's a really good thing for me, like not knowing these celebrities. I'm just whatever. Go so who here. are the who are some of the famous people that you beat up? <laughs> oh, you want me to start a list? All right. Um, oh, yeah. Because so I've, that we can find you, and you know the people listening would find you and defend. <laughs> no, um, I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just dude, kidding. Would, oh my god! Oh. A funny story about that too. So, all you EXO, the K-pop guy group. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. No, um, no one will go crazy about this. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. Name. This is a real story. Um, so we were filming Toko. I forgot what the English title. Have to know the English title, Daniel. Which one? I mean, who? Who was the um the right. lead actor? So is it the Kai? lead actor was the um member from EXO. His name is like Sehun or Sehun. Oh, Sehun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was him, and the fans will will dig your Instagram. Well, no. Yeah, so they will find. No, 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 no. So, so that, that's what I'm saying. People will be hunting you down for beating up their biases and their oppas. <laughs> No, I'm my, just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. doesn't care about his Instagram. He sucks at social. Yo, Korean, Korean okay. K-pop fans are some of the most lethal and crazy. Like, so what happened was we're filming, and there's a scene. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's action. You know, it's like high school kids fighting, um, mm-hmm. and we're fighting, fighting, fighting. And then there's this one part. They're like, "Hey, we need someone to do a drop kick," while they're like holding like their hand on the floor. And I was like the only one in the team to do that. So I was like, oh, I, I'll do it. And the director was like, yeah, you're going to have to do it. So I have to drop kicks, hey, hon. And in the corner of my, I'm not even kidding, like right when we're about to go into action, there's like a line of girls just like, all, <laughs> like I don't even know how they found this place. It's like in the middle of nowhere in Korea. Oh. Yeah. Trust me, if we're, if we're fans, if you're a fan, we'll find ways to hunt wherever our biases are. <laughs> well, it was crazy. So I like look over and there's like lines and I could hear them saying like, who's that guy that's about to kick my baby and like stuff oh like that. God. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm about to ruin like 50, you know, teenage girls <laughs> dreams or like they're going to they're going to start an army and hunt me down. <laughs> And I can hear it, like when they say action, and you just see me drop kick them all the way over there. All I hear is like a little bit of curse words, a little bit of oh my god, and ah. And I was just like, dude, this is the worst. But um, Taeyeon is definitely someone I kicked before. Mm-hmm. Um, Yu Um, who is he? You know, King- have you watched Kingdom? Yeah, I have. You know Kingdom the one bad guy, the bad king, like the he's kind of oh old. yeah, sure. Yeah, I've definitely hit him a lot. <laughs> if oh my you God. watch a movie called Extreme Job, which I really recommend, that's an awesome fun oh, movie. Oh, yeah, I've heard about it, but is it Extreme Job or Extreme? I I, I think there's another title for it. But is I'll... it in... Daniel? No. Yeah, I think it's Extreme Job, but okay, 
yeah, in that movie, he's a main actor, and definitely in that movie, I with a bat, you can clearly see someone just、mm-hmm. hit him like crazy. That's me. <laughs> oh my gosh! Because if you're Korean and you know him, like you would definitely hesitate to punch him. Oh yeah, because、right? that's, that's a, I guess that's what you were saying that you're. It's an advantage on your side because you、yeah. you don't care. You don't know that. I remember, you know, like a lot of my、um, colleagues at that time, we were kind of like the new guys of the team. So you know, they're like, "Hey, you're gonna you know beat him up and、mm-hmm. blah blah blah." And you can see, obviously, like we're the new guys, so we're trying to prove our points. But even you know, prove ourselves. But even when. They're initiating, you know, proving ourselves. I could tell when the director was like, "Yeah, you beat him up." I looked at my colleagues, and they're all kind of like, "Oh shoot, dude, I'm about to like beat the shit out of like you know losing your company." And I'm just like, "Yeah, I don't know who this guy is, but here, give me that bat." You know, just like, <laughs> like away. I was just like, "Yeah, hit him, hit him, hit him." And Daniel, I have a question.、Um, yeah. Extreme Job is directed by Lee Byung Hun. By who? Lee Byung Hun. Oh, it's oh,、uh, is it directed by him? I think that was、yeah. at the at the lady that was、it's、in last year. That was one of the highest movies, yeah, highest movies of last、yeah. year. Because I I know a lot of people were suggesting、yeah. for that to watch that movie, but you know, pandemic happened. Starring Lee Song Ryong, Lee Han, Lee Hani, Jin Sung Ki, Lee Dong Hui. Oh, that's why I heard about yeah, it. Yeah, Hani, Hani. I, I remember I was searching about Hani. Okay, so he was one. Any of the famous opas? We call them opas. I'm not because <laughs> you know they're the famous. Mine is Ajusi. Oh, okay. Forty, forty-two. Oh, you mean like in their young, the younger people? Um. No, actually, even with the、uh, like Gong Yu, Park So Joon, you、He's、work for it. Nilala yung iba. You don't.、Oh. Oh, oh my gosh. You I know. Nagtatalo ka kasi na inisok sa kanya. <laughs> I hate Daniel so for not remembering their name. <laughs> I I really don't. For, like for Daniel, it's like a normal、me. thing. It's just work. <laughs> for him, it's just work. For us, it's like a fun, fun day, fun fest event. <laughs> That's a difference here in the Philippines, because you know when you work with actors, you get them date some. I don't. Maybe we we share the same feelings, <laughs> but with some, I I still get intimidated. You know. Pero、hmm. tiguro you've Daniel, you have never been starstruck with any of the celebrities that you work with. I think the most like I want to be like starstruck, but I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of like, oh snap, was Ibyeonghun. Um, Cause I knew him from like GI Joe, and I I always like watched his movies.、Um, so I, I mean, national actor, right? Yeah, it's actually the, the more、actors. international, international actor. Oh yeah, and internationally, yeah. yeah, he's super famous. I'm、yeah. um, even the Terminator. So、um, yeah, like、uh, oh, when I、right. and the way I met him was when I was the new guy on the team, and I don't know anyone yet really. And they all just knew that I studied pre med and I did a lot of like、um, you know. PT work and stuff like that. So、um, at that day, the Ebion was something. He had like an injury, like not injury, but he had like a like a knot on his like shoulder area, like his wing. 
and you know they're like hey like you know how to like take care of these stuff really well right and i was like yeah and they're like all right well even though something is coming right now so you take care of them and i was like what? oh my god yeah that was the one time i was kind of like whoa what like and he just sits down he's like hey man and i was like hi he's like what's your name i was like daniel and he's like why are you daniel and i was like oh i'm from the states and he's like oh cool well why are you here and i'm like oh, i'm gonna help you out and then Right away from first day one, I got to like, you know, give him like a massage and help him out. And oh my gosh. Yeah. That if was... that was Park Sojid, I wouldn't wash my hands for like a day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so that was actually one of the things that you also do during action, like help out. So it's really more of like when you when you do um when you film, you guys just also like help out with each other because i think what we are so interested to know and this is actually one of my questions we are interested to know what it's like during a film day let's say it's normally how long are are you guys booked for like a month for one film for one series or do you do like multiple uh, multiple films and series for like a day or a week right. or something like that um so as a stuntman we actually don't have we don't like unless you're like a main stunt double like in mm -hmm. terms of you actually contracted with that production um, oh, okay then, so that can happen yeah that actually can happen but generally they don't really do that unless like it's that stunt double is going to be used a lot and so that's why mm -hmm. they're going to do a contract um but yeah, like we just go around everywhere. Like, we, like if anything, this is how our team system works. Is we have like, I think, ten action directors or maybe more, mm -hmm. and then um, we have like generally we would have like, I would say twenty productions going on. Like I, that would be like a very average, like twenty five, um, you know, movies and dramas, and yeah, and then from there on, like the directors just call us and or mm -hmm. well he won't they won't directly call us they'll talk to our team leader and he'll like you know help fix our schedules and then send who here um who needs mm -hmm. what stuff like that um yeah that's how generally At, we are. what time do you usually start like what's the call time for let's say you're if you're filming for a day right so we generally have it broken down into a.m and p.m uh -huh. so um you know if it's a night scene obviously because of the they want to film at night um mm -hmm. start around maybe like 5 p.m they'll call us mm -hmm. and then we'll like you know eat uh you know what you call it makeup and the whole costumes okay then we'll go on set and probably film so korea lately has been really trying to stick with the 12-hour policy um oh okay so you're only allowed to work for like 12 hours that's our max yeah uh, okay, so that that includes makeup, wardrobe, and all. Right. Okay. Um, sometimes, well, it depends actually, because if the makeup is really big, like Kingdom or you know. Oh right, yeah. If you're like a zombie or something. Yeah, like Peninsula. That one takes a lot longer, so obviously they wouldn't uh, do that. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, the it, it's a bit. It has its ups and downs sometimes. Like sometimes they will go over it, but they'll compensate. Like recently when I filmed somewhere, they filmed 14 hours, but then the next day they would only film 10 hours. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay. So just. And it also depends on the director you have. Like, 
Mm-hmm. I got to give a shout out to the best directors um, right now because they're doing a, such a good job with this. Is um, the director for Train to Busan and um, Peninsula. Peninsula. Mm-hmm. And right now he's working on a production called Chio. Um, yeah, he is the best because he is so like he knows exactly what he's going to film. Mm. So the reason why most like I don't want to crap on directors, <laughs> but generally directors that have to film for such a long time. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of variables like budget and blah, blah, blah. Hey. But in Korea, um, aside from all the budget talk, it's generally because they want to just take as many angles and they just want to like, you know, take as many shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that as like, you know, they're not a thousand percent sure of what they exactly want yet. They just want to, mm-hmm. as they go on, they'll keep piecing it together with mm-hmm. the, we call it, the previous. But that director, he is so good. He, I've seen him literally like, I'll, it's a, pretty good lengthy action scene too and we'll film that in like five hours like four wow. hours and we're done we, we pack up and go home and i'm just like thank you you know like like i love him because if we do our job really well it's done you know like as long as we just make it go like other directors it's no matter how good we do like he's just gonna you know shoot another angle shoot another angle okay but this guy like he just shows us what angles and we're like Let's kill it, do really well, and let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, he's like that guy. I gotta give him a shout out. He's awesome. So, if for, for example, for that, like, let's say supposedly you were supposed to work for 12 hours and you were able to complete it in five, are you like guys paid by the hour or like for the whole day? So, whether you do it in 12 or five, it's the same for the whole day or their contract is different. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, Atelady, that's a little bit different, I would say, sa atin. Da- Daniel was able to experience our shoot here in the Philippines because luckily, oh, yeah. this guy went to my shooting and then he stayed for like uh, almost 24 hours. More than Daniel, oh is it more God. than 24 hours? Yeah. He stayed on the set and he didn't sleep actually. And there was, well, is this guy crazy? He went on my set and then he didn't sleep. And then, he, you know, he was just there observing. Was like, observing, yeah, okay. observing us working so hard. Yeah. So, lady, right so, now, is there like no um, rule or law that's like prohibiting, like, or limiting at uh, least? With the Eddie Garcia law, I think, uh, and with the presence of FDCP luckily and some of the guilds here in the Philippines in the industry uh, there are some changes that is happening right now especially Mm -hmm. with the pandemic and before the pandemic uh, happened uh, we are already working on uh, changing it you know trying to practice the 16 hour 16 hours of you know shooting so we're that's the maximum 16 yeah. hours per day because mm-hmm. you know uh, again i will say budget wise <laughs> you try you try to maximize the number of days that you will be shooting so mm-hmm. you know the 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 longer you, you you stay in a day in your um shooting it helps you minimize the number of days that you will be working so mm-hmm. 
Oh, okay. We tried so, yeah. to all the schedule in one day. That's why we ended up like doing the entire 24 hours uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm okay. So but hopefully by that good practice and uh, we're changing it. We're, we're, yeah, I really <laughs> hope so. Because imagine you are doing it like 24 hours as much as... So it can go beyond 24 like you can go like days without sleeping. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> before, huh? Um, okay, yeah. before. Yeah. Like how for long ago like, was this? Capable <laughs> of you know, uh, for so especially the TV. Um, mm-hmm. Before, when I worked as a production assistant, for as long as you can manage to jump into another uh, schedule and into next, you're, you're, I mean, there's no rule that you can't. For as long as you can mm-hmm. deliver your work, of course, your oh body and, yeah. you know, not a healthy practice. It's definitely, definitely. Imagine 24 hours, I mean, 24 hours awake and you have to act you have to think you have to do things oh god yeah that's that's uh that's what i'm trying to explain with our i know previous episode that you know um, the lady you got filming and the lady (laughs) sorry you got cut off at the lady so uh, uh, I was trying to say what I was trying to say previously is that you know uh, when you do uh, filming there's a process so mm. you have to, d- to do this process in order for you to be more creative to be more mm-hmm. prepared so mm-hmm. uh, longer pre-production longer planning to mm-hmm. you know to be mm. able to make the best story that you okay. can out of your film. Okay. Will this be the same situation with you guys now, uh, Daniel, with the pandemic? Because, you know, the pan- this pandemic changed a lot of things. Was the Korean filming industry um, affected as well? Uh, right. If it was, how was it affected? In the beginning, we were affected by it. Um, like, like I said, generally, we would have around like 20 to 30 film productions um, mm-hmm. going on. I think it was like the first time we barely had like 10 like we had like 10 or 12 so that was like a record low for us so and you know it made sense because um a lot of productions they were put on hold or yeah. there was even a case where i remember um one of the productions actually had to cancel their film because they were filming and someone got corona and then they had to cancel the whole entire production so right uh, at first, it was kind of bad, but I mean, it. I guess Korea, as you guys know, like Korea was like one of the leaders at first of like the cases, mm, because yeah, confirming it left and right. Um, but I think that really paid off for us because at the end, like even right now, like I'm living like a normal life. I mean, other than wearing a mask every day, um, you know, but mm-hmm. I can go out, eat anywhere you know, meet anyone somewhere. Um, I mean, I don't, I think the only thing that's not working right now is like clubs. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Right. Cause you know, that's like a lot of people and you can't wear masks inside a club. Yeah. 
And so, I mean, that's about it. But yeah, and I, I think it shows like, I think Korea did such a good job because um, even recently, I mean, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't have to say the production, but James Cameron is in Korea. So, um, okay. James, yeah, the guy from the director for Avatar. Yeah, um, James Cameron. Yeah, and it's because he, I'm assuming, he's actually trying to film in Korea because I'm, you know, Hollywood is shut down right now. So, yeah. Oh, because it's a better situation in Korea. So exactly. there's a better way for him to f- complete his um, movie or whatever he's doing right now. Oh, I haven't yeah. heard about him. So he's doing that. Okay. Adelaide, how is it in on our end? How is it now during the pandemic? I think some of the productions are uh, are doing like you know films right now. Right now. So uh, we're trying to survive. I mean, with the limitations and everything, because uh, with the general rule right now, I think you can only film with like. 30 people on set. Dang. Wait, 30 so, people? 30? Yeah. For a compared movie? To, yeah. Compared to how we worked before. So That's, there's yeah. and and I think the trend right now is to have the lock in. So Oh yeah, I have I've heard about that lock in period cuz um in one place do all your like scenes in a like in a hotel or part- one particular area and then you know just try to fit oh with a given uh, location time space mm-hmm. everything and normally how long do you stay in a like in a lock-in area i haven't experienced it yet okay maybe december because there's a project that has been green lighted So um what we're going to do is maybe 20 days. Then 20 days, days lock in? Wow. Yeah. I mean that depends on how how uh, your your story will go. I think mm-hmm. uh, we have this uh, so-called um pandemic friendly stories so they're mm-hmm. trying to work it out. So some guys are doing a 20 25 days lock in and then yeah Oh my gosh Okay so it's really affected by it oh. yeah, I really it, hope it's so hard I mean you are Yeah I can imagine in every aspect of you know trying to be creative Right, because imagine at the lady, you're working under 30. Like 30 is like a really low number for number for a movie production theme. 30. Yeah, and you know you have to do it. Eh? You have no choice because, yeah. of course, health wise, you have to mm-hmm. make sure everyone else is safe. It's a uh, COVID, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's the purpose of lock in. You have mm-hmm. to be in one okay. place. You have. To be free, because when you enter the location, you have to do that, and then you have to limit the number of people that is coming in and out of your um, location. Okay. So that's one thing. 
And mm. then there are also the the sanitation. And dami. You have to do a lot of work. And um, oh. on the producer side, it's pretty heavy because it's yeah. going to be an additional budget that, you know, <laughs> to be coming in. Exactly. Because I imagine that, lady, if, if you are in a lock-in period, I would assume that the production would be providing for everything like housing, um, food. Have, sorry, we we actually have this one project that you know, hindi pa namin siya natatapos. We have to finish okay. it. So we we cannot continue uh, doing our. Uh, ah, sorry, paki-edit na lang nung title. Okay, <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I'm, I'm very concerned about this film because, you know, we have to finish it around... Um, we are on our... Sorry, hindi ko na matandaan no? kasi it's matagal na. We mm. have to finish around um, March, maybe? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, we have to finish around March. So, we can continue because we have this uh, one big opening scene that mm-hmm. will require us to have 100 talents. There will be also another uh, Dana. Siguro we are on our 80% in this uh, location. Okay. So we gathered mm-hmm. around 150 people. Kasi big okay. scene. So, of course, in this situation right now, we cannot just, you know, do that. Continuity-wise, we will suffer. So, we, we, we can do mm-hmm. it. And um, I'm the type of person who cannot just handle things right now. I mean, if anything happens to one member of my production, probably, you know, I would go six feet under. <laughs> if anything happens with someone I am working with, I mean... Oh. I prioritize working with, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I prioritize people mm-hmm. in terms of uh, my team. So, hindi ko kaya yun. Baka sumama ako mm-hmm. hanggang buhay. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Hopefully, by next year, by the time that this episode is uploaded, everything would, would be better. The vaccine would be available and all that. Okay. Well, um, to wrap this up, Daniel, I will ask you the same question that I asked at the lady on our previous episode. What is your dream for the Korean entertainment industry, especially the film industry? Like, do you still have like a dream for it? Oh my goodness, you guys don't even know. So, I mean, um, <laughs> no, because like that question is one of the deepest questions anyone can ever ask me. Um, Maybe we can start with just a brief um, yeah, yeah. breakdown of like the positive and the negative thing about the Korean industry, and then so you so you don't go. Uh, I mean, yeah. Sorry, may I butt in? Sure. He can. You can also ask about his perspective of yeah, the of course, film yeah. industry here in the Philippines. Because oh. you know, experience a bit of, you know, how we work. Right, right. Because you mentioned, yeah. Atelier, that 
Daniel was able to watch. You were able to watch one of our filming situation, right. I would say. So yeah, <laughs> sorry, a lot of questions are thrown to you right now. So <laughs> go, right. take your moment. Um, you know, even, <laughs> actually, that question why it was so big for me is even me actually just staying in action school, mm-hmm. um, or even in Korea, it's. It was. It's actually that dream. My dream is to literally, like, no matter how stressed I get, and sometimes I'm just like going nuts. Um, my dream is that I really want to help the Koreans. Like, um, <laughs> in the Korean side, I guess if you put it in a positive, they were very hard, um, very efficient. Uh, even like I, <laughs> very serious. Yeah, and um, like very serious so actually even i didn't tell you this but so action school we generally had around like eight people quit a year um, oh okay yeah because it's too much it's like we have no life like like i told you like i even me just making this youtube video i had to stay up all night because i knew it's i will never have time or i don't know if i'll have time so i'm just like screw it like just do it and um what you guys do when i went there for vacation <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that, that was like we were so happy when you came like oh my goodness they made that something just to have an excuse not to film around <laughs> yeah like we would literally I mean oh god if Bruce sees this but I'm not no, doesn't. I will make sure <laughs> yeah literally I would tell them like I have a meeting you know I have to meet this person and I mean I'm not lying because she is a production um you know producer okay okay oh, I mean I am having a meeting, but um, it's a very fun meeting. Uh, but yeah, like that whole dream, why it came to par was as I uh, came up was while I started working in Korea, I realized, you know, all these pros that I did talk about, um, they have negatives as well. You know, like um, one, I still think stuntmen in Korea should be paid more, definitely. I mean, that, that I know yeah. a lot of other places would be like, you guys are getting paid enough, but it's like, not really. I think definitely they should be getting paid more. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that though, I want the Koreans to enjoy filming more. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know if this is just like a formula or something, but this is what I realized is the productions that do have a higher budget generally okay. are happier and working a little bit more loose. Like um, the the productions that don't have high as a budget, you know, they're more like upbeat. Like, oh, we gotta film this fast, blah 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 blah. Like film, 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 and okay. you know, it's it's more strict and not everyone as as happy. And I think the filming process should be something that people should be enjoying mm-hmm. at the same time as while you're working, because like you gotta. Have- enjoyment to produce more creative ideas to have like a good atmosphere to keep the energy um but you know in korea i I feel like at times on set it's not really there it's it's really kind of just work 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 and um actually and that's why when it comes to the philippines um obviously i can tell like the budget is lower but Mm -hmm. one thing that you guys and, and you guys do work more hours but one thing I definitely did like feel better with is you guys mm. do enjoy it more. And I, I don't know if that has like a uh, like a correlation, but I do okay. feel like at times like you guys are one of like the best um, creative idea like film producers. 
you know, like, I think you guys are really good at that. So, and I think that does directly show that if you guys are more enjoying the process, more creative things will happen. And I think that's why, you know, like the Philippines, um, you know, like, especially when I did the SAP, like, I wasn't just training them, you know, I wasn't there to get a paycheck. I literally was like, yo, these guys need to like, learn this and just really like absorb it all because especially you know if your budget is lower mm -hmm. in my belief i think the stunt and the action team should be more faster more quicker um more flexible but that much mm -hmm. better because then if the action team is really good you guys can even shoot action films that technically the budget should have been way higher but since the action team's so good you guys can shoot it in a lesser budget, you know, mm, lesser time, right. frame, um, whatever it is. Um, so that's why, you know, like even with Korean and Philippines, it was actually really interesting for me to see both these countries and really learn a lot from it, like um, the pros and cons. And yeah, and I think definitely though, the Philippines, you guys got to lower your film time somehow. I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, you guys got to figure that out. But. <laughs> You guys should kind of work on that, but that'll come, that'll come, I think. Yeah, I think with the uh, movement for the Eddie Garcia at the lady, that um, I think you mentioned that about the um, Eddie Garcia law that we're trying to impose. We right. can have like a better situation so we can also get a better result because I think it's definitely affecting the films that we have, like 24 hours nonstop working. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. definitely affecting our films. Right. But anyway, thank you so much, Daniel. At the lady, thank you so much. Thank you again, At the lady and Daniel, for joining me in this episode. Honestly, guys, ang dami kong natutunan in this episode alone. And I really wish I could have more episodes like this in the future where we get to learn more about the K-drama or K-movie and the Pinoy teleserie and movie world. Ay, nako. Universe. Bakena man. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, if you have any questions, suggestions, violent reactions to this episode, past episode, or future episode, please feel free to contact me on any of my social media accounts. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash podcast, And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at talks tita feel free to tag me as well in any of your posts if you have learned anything if you want to share what you learned i would love to read them and share them as well all right so thank you again and good night kids i love you bruno mars thank you for listening to the tita talks podcast with your tita marian make sure to follow and subscribe to the show so you won't miss out on new episodes 